What's up, everybody? It's Michael Nettemeyer here with Jeff King and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. We're talking about all kinds of things success-related, and today we're going to dive into a little bit about how success directly correlates with being fit. All right, fitness, making money, business, building a business, why it's all important, why you have to be disciplined around all of it. And uh, really, it's like, do you want to be fat and rich or fit and broke, and, or why can't you be both? Right, and so what are some misconceptions, guys, that a lot of people have in today's world around why they can't work out when they're trying to grow their business? I think the biggest thing is people say they don't have time or they'll just work on their business now and worry about that later. And I think a lot of people never get to that point where it's time to focus on my health now. It's just I'll, I'll worry about it later and take care of it later, and that never happens. And then 10 years later, you're 200 pounds overweight, you're 100 pounds overweight. And you're just living a miserable life, even though you have all types of money. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, too, is being disciplined around it. So making sure, too, like what we talk about with lead gen is always consistency. Same thing with fitness. So it's not one of those things where you can do it once a week and then not do it for a month and then come back and then think that, you know, you're able to grow. And that's that's the biggest thing that I see, too, is that even, even for me is that being more disciplined leads to more success. Yeah, it does. It 100% does. And. And, and that's just it. It's, it's all about living a life of discipline. And like I, I can directly relate to this, right? I mean, for me, it's like the last 10 years, I, I really didn't care about fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to be super fit in college. I ran every day, five miles a day. I lifted weights. I had all this time, right? And then you get into real estate and it turns into there's not a whole lot of time. Or at least you don't think there's time and it, and it doesn't, it's not really a priority. And I think for me, it's uh, the last 10 years almost feels like a blur. I was so focused on chasing down my, my goals that I kind of neglected everything else, and that's recently changed. Uh, but really, I think too, part of it is, I know for me, like I had two defining moments in my life that are pretty clear. And like the first one was when I decided I wanted to be rich, yep. right? And so I was like eight or nine years old, and uh, which is crazy to think about that. And, and I don't remember the exact year it was, but I remember the, the moment. And it was, uh, we went to, my mom took us to TGI Fridays right, in South County here mm-hmm. in St. Louis. and. We went there and we went to lunch. She took me and my sisters to lunch. And, and this is, I guess, in the 90s, right? Early 90s, something like that. And what, I mean, lunch for a kid there, I mean, what could have been like five or six bucks? Probably. Maybe like yeah. chicken strips mm-hmm. and yeah. fries, something like that. And I remember we got balloons. They'd give you balloons when you left there. When we got home, we had to let the balloons go because my dad couldn't know that my mom took us to lunch. Oh, boy. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so like at that point in time, like I was like, I was, I was upset. I had to let my balloon go. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that was one of my defining moments where it was like, I want to I go get rich. You know, I don't ever want to live like that. And, and my parents, my dad did well later on in my life, but like, um, you know, end of high school, into college and that. But for a long time, they're like most Americans, paycheck to paycheck, money's tight. You know, they're doing everything they could to provide. And I had a good upbringing, but not by any means. So I say we were poor or anything like that and never missed a meal or anything. But uh, that was one defining moment. The second one, which ties into what we're going to talk about today, is was uh, to my 28th birthday. So my 28th birthday, I was, it was the worst birthday ever because I was, had no money, mm-hmm. completely broke, water gets shut, you know, water getting shut off, heat getting shut off, constantly dealing with stuff like that, creditors calling, uh, student loans, you know, 100 grand in student loans, behind on those, behind on credit cards, just behind on my goals and just felt worthless. You know, I really did. And I think a lot of people can relate to that when you're chasing something down that you really want to get after, but it's just not happening. But that was my second defining moment, what I'd say, where I was like, I need to turn my life around. And, and, and that's what I did. And for the last 10 years, I kind of got tunnel vision on, I need to do whatever it takes to get wealthy. 
and nothing else really mattered. And so I neglected a lot of other things, which is unfortunate. But now I feel like it's it's shifted a little bit to where it's uh, I've put focus on other things now. Why did you think that, did you ever think that you could do both at the same time or were you so focused on, I want to be wealthy, I want to build wealth, that that was the only thing that you did? Yeah, I think you definitely could do both. I just didn't care. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. all about like, I was so tired of being in that position that nothing else mattered. All I wanted was to get out of debt, to get to live a life where I wasn't scared to look at my bank account. Sure. Like I would be like, I'd go to the ATM and be like, God, I hope there's money in there. <laughs> oh, no. It was that bad, right? And so, it, it. but it was like nothing else mattered at that point. It was like, all I'm going to do, I'm going to work, 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 and keep working until I get to a point. And it doesn't happen right away. And I think for a lot of people, that's part of it too, is they all want it, but you've got to put the effort in too. And, but you have to have such a strong why. And so like my why at that time was so strong. And I think when you have a strong why, it's like having a strong why or reason for doing something, it's kind of like a magnet that's going to pull you toward your goal. And that's what it was for me was it was just, that's all that mattered, right? And so, but that's what they say when the why is, when the why is strong enough, the how becomes easy. So what would you say to the people that make more excuses about how they can't get out of their situation or why they can't or how they have no time? What would you say to them? I would say they need to look at their current situation and because I do think that your situation that you're currently in is a direct reflection of the decisions you've made throughout your life. And that's something too, like I used to write, I would write down like every excuse I could as to why I wasn't excelling. But the biggest thing I finally came to realization that I wasn't on it. I made a post about this the other day. I wasn't on that list. I wasn't taking personal responsibility for myself. It was like, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. Well, it was like, those are all choices you made and you're in this position because of the choices you've made. And so, so I finally came to that realization that if, if you want to change something, you need to change it. And like, nothing's going to change it for you. There's nobody's just going to come and grab you and be like, Hey, you need to go change. And even if they did, like even me, like getting, I got overweight. Right. And like people would tell me, they'd be like, dude, you're overweight. Like no shit. Like <laughs> yeah. I know I'm overweight, but I also didn't care. Right. I was like, I'm, I'm chasing down my dream of yeah. getting money. Mm -hmm. But then it's also my, my focus has shifted now. And it really happened kind of pre-COVID where it was like your why starts to change. I hit a financial goal that I had set but I wanted to hit before I was 40 and I did that. And then it becomes about, you know, you can have all this money, but at the end of the day, if you die at like 45, because you problem? stroke yeah. out, yeah, exactly. you have a heart What's attack. Right, yeah. Like what the hell is the point in, in, in that? And so it's really kind of having another vision or another why now of recreating my life as far as like it, fitness needs to be a top priority. It needs to be a focus. And I read that book. Have you guys read The Longevity Code? I've heard of it and I've heard podcasts on it, but I haven't read it. So yeah, I read that and that was kind of eye-opening. I read a couple other books about that because like one of my new goals now is how do I live to be 100? Awesome. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Right. Like, how do you live to be? A, how do I live to be a hundred? Now, I like to drive fast. You know, I fly airplanes. <laughs> I, I I like to do some adrenaline type stuff. I yeah, do stupid yeah. stuff. So the odds are against you. The odds are definitely <laughs> against me. And, and I can't control. Like, if I go out and, and get hit by a bus. Yeah. yeah, I can't control it. But what I can control is what I'm eating and how I'm working out. And I can control not having a heart attack. Exactly. By eating the right food, I can control not having a stroke by eating the right foods and working out every day and doing those daily disciplines you're supposed to do. And that's what I'm focused on, but that's my why now. Like I don't have kids, but I have nieces and nephews. And for me, it was like, how do I leave them each $2 million? So I need 10 million bucks to leave them to, you know, but then it's also like, what's even better than the money is if I live to be a hundred, like what experiences and lessons and advice can I give that's to right. them and pass on to them, <laughs> to them and their kids and probably even their kids' kids. Like that would be pretty cool. And that's greater than any amount of money right. because just like you guys were the type of people that are never going to stop learning. 
We always want to, we're just hungry for knowledge, hungry to get better. And I think that's the key to happiness too, is making progress. And so for me, it's like, if I live to be a hundred, when I live to be a hundred, mm-hmm. what can I, what life lessons can I pass on to them? Exactly. And I think it's cool too, because you can literally be the living example for, you know, even, even your nieces and nephews or even their kids that they have in the future. Cause you're going to be, Hey, you're a hundred years old and you're still working out every day. Yeah, you're yeah. 90 years old. You're still working out where most people throw in the towel and they're like, 50 years old or 60 years old, it's time to retire. It's time to hang up the shoes. I can't work out anymore. I can't do physical activity. I was listening to this one podcast. There was a guy, I think his last name was like Savage and he was literally like 80 years old and he was like doing all types of crazy stuff. He was doing the helicopter scheme where they drop mm-hmm. you off and you just ski down the mountain. He, I think he was in his eighties. Is that right? So, yeah. so most people hang it up when they're 60 years old, 50 years old. Yeah. And some people, even when they're 20 or 30 years old, they're just like, Hey, I'm done. My body's out of mm-hmm. shape. I'm just going to focus on my career. I'm just going to focus on my girlfriend, my wife, whatever it might be. And they just put that on the side and never come back to it. And that's one of the most dangerous positions too, is when you get comfortable. Yeah. Because exactly. when you get comfortable, you stop growing. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as that happens, you're on the, the downward path, unfortunately, that slides quick. And, and you hit on something too, Michael, was the, the healthy eating. So what kind of things did you start or cut out with that got you down that track into healthy eating that you weren't doing before? Yeah. So a lot of it was like I would wake up. So previously I would wake up, I would, I would stay up late. I'd wake up late, you know, I'd kind of mm-hmm. get out of bed, wouldn't eat breakfast, wouldn't eat anything like that. I'd rush out, take a shower, get dressed, get to the office, work all day. I'd skip lunch. And then it would be like six o'clock at night. I'd get home. And I'd be starving. I don't like to cook. I never have food at my house. And so I'd order pizza. So literally I'm just eating pizza like a few times a week because it's <laughs> High convenient. High carbs, low protein. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I'd go, go to bed and then I'd get up and do it all over again. And and so it was like, that's just, you know, that's just not like a, a life of substance for one. And mm-hmm. so it just started with, okay, let's start getting up early, go to bed earlier, get up early, work out. Right. And really I looked at too, I started doing this pre covid but then when the COVID-19 stuff hit, it was like all of a sudden now I had all of this time back that I had like, I had as much because we weren't going on appointments, we were doing them virtual. So you could just, you could literally knock out, you could knock out five appointments without having to drive anywhere. Right. So all this time came back. So I was like, okay, if I have all of this free time now, we're still working and we worked a lot and that's why our business yeah. has continued to sustain. But if we have all of this free time, why not treat it like I did when I was in college when I had all that free time. And so that's what I did. I just started working out again, like I did when I was in school. And I started, I really shifted a lot to a plant-based diet where I'm not vegan by any means, but um, not that, you know, I think that's a good diet. I think it can be, but plants, like how do you incorporate more vegetables and fruit into your diet? And when you start to have that, do that stuff, like one, you get more energy because you're eating actual healthy stuff. And then you're not really that hungry to eat the crap, you know, that yeah, I used to all eat. the processed food and yeah, fast food. Yeah. yeah. So it was basically cut out fast food, cut out pizza, start, and, and I still eat a little bit of that stuff. You know, you have to have yeah. cheat meals here and there, whatever. But it's, it's more about like putting good stuff, making sure that you're putting the good stuff into your diet every single day. And you're eating those servings of broccoli and spinach and fruits and vegetables and everything like that. Um, and so it actually is not, not that difficult. It yeah, really I think isn't. once you like what you put in is what you're going to get out to, especially mm-hmm. with the energy levels. Have you noticed a big energy shift 100%. since waking yeah. up early, working out in the morning and also eating differently? You feel fresh. Like you, you don't need as much sleep. You, you wake up, you're wide awake, you're ready to go. I beat the alarm at 4, 4.30 alarm clock. I was, you know, when I'm eating, when I'm on a clean super clean where I'm just eating fruits and vegetables and that you, you wake up prior to your alarm even going off because you're just ready to go. Right, yeah. And, uh, and it makes a huge difference in your work then as well. And I think that's the important thing for so many people that say, I don't have time for one. That's just an excuse. We all have time. Like even when, even if it's not, it just needs to become a priority. 
you can figure out 30 minutes to an hour a day to work out. Mm-hmm. Or can, even if you don't have a gym, like you can move your body somehow. Yeah, you can do there's push-ups. There's no excuse. You can do burpees. You can do all kinds of things to where, yeah, there's literally no excuse. You can go outside and walk, right? There's zero, zero excuse to not work out. It's just easy to make excuses. And a lot of people would rather just do that and be like, oh, well, my gym's closed. So I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like business too, because literally people will have every single excuse for business and it's not going to happen. Right. And I think it's a great correlation, like hitting the gym and also starting a business or starting from the ground up on a business. Because like when you go to the gym they call it beginner gains, where it takes a while for you to start to get your gains or start to see the fat coming off. And it's frustrating because you keep going every single day, every single day, you're not seeing any results and you're putting all this work, you're having all this discomfort in your body, your arms are sore, your legs are sore, and you're not seeing any results. Just like in business, mm-hmm. you're going to put in the most amount of work you ever will. You're going to be exhausted, emotionally drained, and you're going to see no results. But then all of a sudden, maybe it's three weeks, maybe it's three months, but all of a sudden you're going to start to see a little bit of growth. You're mm-hmm. not going to have a complete transformation, but you're going to see some growth. And it's just why I think being able to work out and just consistently hitting the gym for the past I think three or four years now for me has helped me a lot in business on just my mindset as far as being patient and being aggressively patient by putting in the work every day and just being patient to see those results happen. I agree. It's a daily discipline. And you should actually touch on because today's 75 day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just finishing off 75 hard second time around. Tell people what that is if they don't know. Yeah. So 75 hard, it's two workouts a day and one workout must be outside. And the reason behind the one being outside is because you have to show up every day no matter what the circumstances are. So whether it's super sunny and it's 75 degrees outside or it's super humid and rainy, you have to show up no matter what. So that's the reason for the outdoor workout. And then the next factor of that is no cheat meals at all. We were just talking about diet. It's great to be in a healthy diet. And I've noticed a huge difference in not having any cheat meals. So the diet is huge. And then the next factor is no alcohol, especially during COVID. That was very difficult <laughs> just because there's several virtual happy hours. There's always a beer or two in the fridge and it's very tempting to want to drink but it's very good for discipline especially when people around you are drinking all the time or offering you a beer just to be able to have that willpower to say no it's tremendous and then the next part of that is read 10 pages a day so 10 pages a day have has been huge and you don't realize how fast you can knock out books and how many books you can knock out when you're doing 10 pages a day it doesn't seem like a whole lot but you can gather at least a little bit of nugget of information and it just compiles and after 75 days you're going through four or five books which is pretty good and it's better than the average person goes through well yeah the average person reads one a one a year one a year exactly so that means there are a lot of people that read none exactly so and, and yeah go 75 hard so back to the no drinking because you just turned 21 recently Yes. So to to give up drinking when you can finally legally drink, that's Mm -hmm. not easy. It's not easy for anybody, but especially when you just turn 21 and you're going crazy, right? And drinking like crazy. And so we actually went to a, we had a pub crawl with our team and uh, he didn't drink at all the whole time. It was insane. We made sure to offer him lots of drinks. Yeah, yeah, we definitely (laughs) definitely tested his his willpower. But but that's the power behind having a big why. And you set out to do something and it's the daily discipline that makes a difference in your life. Mm -hmm. And that's what you've done over the last, that's what you've always done it, but ever since I've known you, but especially over the last 75 days, to be that disciplined to where you you don't make excuses. There were times where it was 100 degrees, we were running steps and it was like 95 degrees, sunny, it's miserable. There are times you were out there and it's raining. Like there are times where stuff like that's happening and uh, you don't make excuses, you just do it. Exactly. Too many people make excuses and we live in a world where it's easy to make excuses and it's easy to just say, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Or how about when it comes to diet? How many times do you people say this yeah. on Monday? Oh, yeah. I'll start on Monday. 
Well, and that for me too. I used to start on Monday all the time. Mm-hmm. I started on Monday for like, I don't know, a couple hundred times. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I'll start Monday. But the thing, when you're starting Monday, it means you're not really committed to your goal. Because what you're saying yeah. essentially is, you know, I'm going to eat like shit the rest of the weekend and then I'll start on Monday and then I'm going to get after it. It's like, no, you have to start today. If you really want to make a difference, it starts, change starts today. And that's why you need that such a powerful why of like, what's your reasoning behind why is it important to you? If it's just like, well, I just like to lose some weight, it's probably not going to do it. You mm-hmm. have to have some powerful reasons behind it to push you toward your goal. And that way, when you have a powerful enough reason, nothing's going to stop you. Like nothing's going to stop you from eating crappy food because you know that, you know, I don't need that because mm-hmm. my goal is this. My goal is to lose weight. My goal is to get fit. My goal is to, to be here for my kids and for my family and to live a long, you know, healthy life. And in turn, when you embrace those concepts and you're doing that consistently, your business goes to the roof because you have so much more energy. You're thinking about different things. You're, you're just, things are just firing. You know what I mean? And, um, and I think that's part of being a leader too is, you know, how do you lead people when you're hundred pounds overweight? You can, I guess, but like, are you setting the example for your team when you're telling yeah. them to be disciplined in their business? If you're not, you can't just be disciplined in one area of your life and not the other. You know, you see it all the time where, People, they make a lot of money, but their, their family life's a mess or, or their personal life, like things are a mess. You, how do you start getting structured and disciplined in every way of life? And for me, it was for a long time, I was totally disciplined on work, but very little else. And I'm not saying that's to do that because I'm yeah. be like, well, I can just do that. And then 10 years from now, I get healthy. Don't exactly. do that because it's a lot harder. Yeah. And I, and I think it it's discipline too. A lot of it because a lot of people don't have a schedule at all. They just kind of let the day guide them and they don't guide their day. And it's like if you have to wake up an hour or two hours earlier so you can go to the gym or you can do your 10 push-ups or 100 push-ups, then you're going to have to do to make that sacrifice. So then that way in 10 years, you're going to be healthy. You're going to be happy and you're not going to have to start and climb up this huge mountain, yeah. you're just easily chunking it away and making progress. And what was your mindset like on the very first day of 75 hard versus finishing it on the 75th day now? Yeah, so I didn't even think I was going to do it, honestly. I just, all of a sudden, I'm like, I need to do this because we were in the middle of quarantine. I think we were, what, two months in maybe. And I was just, quite honestly, I felt like shit because I was just drinking too much and I wasn't really doing too much. I was just kind of being lazy. I would work out, you know, maybe four or five times a week, but I was just being super lazy and just wasn't happy at the person staring back in the mirror. So I decided I need to make a change. I need to make a drastic change or else once this is over, I'm not going to be in a very good position, not just physically, but also mentally going back into business. So I, I think it's a great decision that I made. And just looking back now, I'm just very glad I did it because my mindset's completely sharpened again, my discipline sharpened and I'm just ready to get after anything. And I think also with the coronavirus and health, I think it goes hand in hand because if you look at the numbers for people that are dying from coronavirus, a lot of those people have a lot of underlying health conditions. And one of the biggest health conditions they have is obesity. So don't think that just because you have all this money in the bank, you're invincible. Health is a huge part of it. And especially if you're obese and when an epidemic or a pandemic comes around like this, then you're at high risk. Even if you have millions of dollars, you can still get wiped out. What would you say to those folks that are possibly starting working out? Maybe they've done it a week or they've done it two weeks, but they're saying, okay, they're going to get back after it, you know, next week, or they're going to get back into mm-hmm. it at a later point in time. What made you stick with it for 75 days straight? And what'd you say to yourself on those days that you didn't want to go? Well, I, I think I just looked at my goals for what, what are my goals for this year? 
And am I on track to hit those goals? And am I making progress? Because at that time during the quarantine, I was barely making any progress every day. And some days, quite honestly, I probably was going backwards. So I said, what can I do right now? So I'm making progress and I'm catching up because right now I'm behind and I don't want to fall even more behind after this is all over and be two or three months behind. So I think the big thing is, like Michael said, set your why and then also set your goals and set your vision. Like what does your life look like in 75 days or in two years if you do the positive positive choices every single day. And then also think about what will my life look like if I continue to make these poor choices? What will my life look like if I order a piece of pizza or a pizza every single night? Am I going to be a fat ass in five years? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's uh, and, and I think too, part of it is like everything you said there hits the nail head. And this isn't real popular to talk about, but it's also it's image, mm -hmm. right? And especially in a Jeez. sales role, like people will judge I'm not saying people, all people, but people will judge based on the way you look. You look, absolutely. Right? And so everybody has control to, like if you're ugly, that's one thing. You can't change that. <laughs> but like you can control what you eat and you can control if you work out and you can control how you dress and you can control a lot of those things. And there are some people that just honestly don't care. You see some people who are just like, they could care less. Yeah. yeah, and that's They're just dead people walking around. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's unfortunate. But if you have any form of self-awareness, you know that. You know, there, you can make changes and, and it's not going to be easy. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight either. And I think for a lot of people too, they, they work out for a week or two and they think like, oh, well, nothing, to your point, nothing's changing. Well, it didn't take you a week or two to get in the position you were in. It might have taken a year or 10 years or five years or whatever it is. So you have to keep that in context as well. You're not just going to lose 100 pounds in a month or, or a week or two weeks. Like it's going to be a lifestyle change and a consistent and you might have times where you fall off. I think the key to that though is if you have a day where you fall off or you have a bad weekend or something like that. You need to reset quickly, Very quickly and get back on your yeah. goal. You can't allow it to turn into a week, a bad week, and then mm -hmm. a second week, and then a third week. And before you know it, everything, all of the progress you've made, you've just lost. And you can lose it quickly and too. You can lose it Because even quickly. if it took yeah. you five months to get in the shape that you're in, if you take off two weeks or three weeks, you could be back to right where you were yeah. five months ago. Exactly. Yeah. And I was born with a fat gene. So like it's, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm actually, I'm thankful for that. Like, you know, like you and I could go eat pizza, Joe, and mm -hmm. I'll gain 10 pounds and you won't gain any. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it just, that's the way it is. That's life. Right. And so, but I'm actually fortunate in a sense for that because I have to work so much harder. Mm -hmm. Like in order to hit my fitness goals, I have to go work out a couple hours a day and, and I have to eat super clean to lose weight. And it's just, cause I do think genetics plays into this as oh, well. Absolutely. And it's easy to use this as an excuse and be like, Oh, I'm big bone. Well, no, you're just fat, dude. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like, but I do think people carry more weight, you know, and I think, I think some of it is genetics. Um, and you can't change that. You can't change your genetic makeup, but what you can do is control what you're putting in your body and how you're, how you're working out. And so like for somebody that might take 30 minutes to get in shape every day, it might take me three hours, but am I committed to doing it? And the answer is yes. So three hours is nothing if that's what it's going to take to hit my fitness goals. And what kind of image changes have you noticed over time once you started getting really disciplined around doing it consistently? Like, did you notice confidence level boost? Yeah, or like confidence, level confidence goes up, Tinder mm -hmm. conversions go up. There you go. Uh, <laughs> DMs go up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working the slide in my DMs. Mm -hmm. uh, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> It is one of those things where, yeah, I mean, honestly, you get in shape, right? And, and then, and then you get in shape, and you have money on top of it, Jesus. Uh, but you know, it's so it's getting in shape, and then it's it's for you, it's just personal confidence, really, more than anything. So to get confidence back, and it's something like looking back now, I lost. I used to be super confident, I was super fit, I was just be in super good shape, and then you lose that a little bit along the way, and so like all of that starts to come back, and now all of a sudden it's just it's you you start to really believe that anything's possible. And I think for a lot of people too, they get stuck in a situation where they're like, well, this is just as good as life's going to get. 
And that's just not the case. Like you, you have the power to manifest whatever life you want and you can literally achieve anything you want. And it's a matter of setting your goal and then becoming disciplined every single day around that goal and making sure you're doing the right things every day to hit it. And I think once you do that, I mean, your life can truly become limitless, but it's not going to happen overnight. And that's for a lot of people. They think it's just going to, you know, they think because they're a nice person, it's going to click for them. And that's not the case. You've got to put the work in day in and day out and you start seeing results. Like even your results show like, Jesus, you're ripped right now in 75 days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? It, it can happen muscle, quick too, especially on, if you put yeah. in a lot of work. It, it right. can happen quick. Exactly. And I think that's super important that you have to realize it's not going to happen overnight. But if you stay consistent, that's the key to this is consistent self-discipline. Results will start to show up in your life. And that's the difference too, would you say, between like the lifestyle change versus, oh, I'm going to go work out for X number of days or I'm going to diet for X number of days or yeah. months or I have a trip where we're going to Florida and right. I'm looking mm -hmm. for that. But then when you get back home and all yeah, goes out, that's yeah. why you have to have a big one because I think it's more of like the longevity game. It's not just, hey, how can I look good for this wedding coming up or how can I look good for this, you know, vacation I have? And then after that, it's just hits a fan and you're a fat ass again. Yeah, exactly. Because it's easy to put back on. But you're yeah. absolutely right. It needs to be a lifestyle change. And your goal, yeah, it has to be something beyond a short-term goal. Like that stuff works for short-term, but it's not going to, if you want to make long-term changes, you have to have long-term goals. Yeah, and I think for me too, it's like how can you become a well-rounded human and not just good in like one area of life? Because you'll see a lot of people that are like super good in fitness, but then if you look at their bank account, it's close to zero. Mm -hmm. And then you'll also see a lot of people, like we said, that are in business and they're men with man boobs, literally. Yeah. So it's how can you become very good at business, very good at fitness, very good at family, very good with God or spiritual or whatever it is, and have all of those areas very good good so then you're a very happy person yeah. and you can help other people achieve that level of happiness as well agreed well-rounded right so you're well-rounded in all aspects of life and it's all possible so don't make excuses about i don't have time we all have time you have to make time you have to create time like mm -hmm. we all have 24 hours in a day and if you really document your day what are you doing with it and are you intentional with your day or do you spend two hours like we get those screen things on you know how much screen yeah. time yeah. you spend yeah. how much are you mm -hmm. spending on that how much time are you spending looking at facebook and instagram and everything like that if it's an hour a day, that's an hour right there you could have went and worked out that you're just spending looking at your phone, right? Mm -hmm. If it's two hours a day or three hours or God, it could be worse, right? But look at that stuff and, and you really need to just take accountability for your life. <clears throat> and I think that's what most people don't want to do. They, don't, they would rather make excuses because it's so easy to make an excuse for your current situation. It's easy to blame somebody else. And when you stop blaming other people, even with everything going on right now in our economy, Right? Yeah, it's oh, you see it all to, over. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to place blame and be like, "Oh, I should be given this. I deserve this. I deserve that." The truth is, none of us deserve anything, mm -hmm. right? And, and we get what we attract in our life by by the person we become. We we deserve nothing, right? Nothing should be handed to us. It's about what are we doing to go out and earn it and to make it happen. And everybody has an opportunity to go get to live the best life they possibly can and to live the biggest life they possibly can. But you got to work. Yeah. You've got to be disciplined and it's not going to happen overnight. It might take you five years. It might take you 10 years. It might take you 20 years. But what I will tell you is at the end of the day, even if it takes you 20 years and it's miserable for that 20 years, once you get to that point, it's worth it. Oh yeah. It's worth it when you're not scared to look at your bank account and you can take trips and you can go fly first class and you can fly on a private jet. You can buy any car you want and buy anything you want. It's worth it, but you've got to put the work in and it's not just going to happen for you. No one's going to hand it to you. So I have one question for you, Michael. If you So say you went back to where you were when you start your fitness journey, what piece of advice would you give to somebody that's just starting off or that's been having poor eating habits, poor exercise habits? Like what would be the first step or first small step that you would tell them or give them to do so that they can turn their ship around and get on the right track? Uh, I think, for, you know, honestly, for me, it's just, it's you just have to have a strong enough why. Because mm -hmm. like it, it wasn't like, 
I won't say it was easy because I'm still I'm still losing. Like I'm still yeah, working yeah, out. Still, sure. I still have goals I need to hit. I still have a lot of weight I want to cut. Uh, so it's not easy, but it's also not that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, like do I have days where I don't feel like doing it? Yes, and those are the days I know I need to go do it. You know, I've had these. I had to go to the doctor for this Achilles tendonitis, like stuff like that. So I had to figure out other ways to work out. Like I had to stop running stairs. I had to do other things to, to you know, more elliptical and stuff like that. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is you have to have a strong enough why and reason you want to do it. And once you do that, like, dude, eating healthy is not that hard if you know why you're doing it. Working out every day is not that hard if you know why you're doing it. And if it's just like to your point, you guys talked about a short-term goal, yeah, you'll do it for a short term. But mm-hmm. like if you really want to stick with it, you've got to have a strong enough why. And I think that's the biggest thing. And, and it's got to be – I don't know, it has to be something compelling enough to want to make you do it. Like for me, I don't love to be a hundred. Like, why not? Why not? That would be really cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I absolutely. think that's strong enough for me to think about that every day. But it's not even about being a hundred. It's about the benefits and what I can bring, the knowledge I can pass on to my nieces and nephews and their kids and their kids. And so that's a strong enough why for me personally to want to make me go work out every day and want to eat healthy. And I think that's, that's all I would say is like, have a strong why. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's with every aspect of your life. If you have a powerful enough why in certain areas of your life, you find a way to do it, and you stop making excuses. Yeah, absolutely. And I think fitness is just a great avenue to go down, just because it correlates, like we were talking about, almost everything with fitness or working out and getting your body into shape is the exact same as getting your business into shape and getting a profitable business. So they're hand in hand, and they're they correlate almost perfectly. They absolutely do. Yeah, get your life in order, get the disciplines, the daily disciplines. The money starts to go up, your health goes up, everything gets better. So I think that's all we got for today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys checking in with us, and uh, we'll catch you next week.